This is it. This is the big one. There she blows. A hump like a snow hill. Joe Biden and his merry band of idiots aboard their little Pequod are about to harpoon their great white whale. Finally. Or at least that's what they think. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republican. When I say great white whale, that's not that's not a racial thing. It's not because I'm a white supremacist. It's a Moby Dick. Uh, it's a Moby Dick reference. Captain Ahab. Moby Dick, the great white whale, he could never capture it. By the way, spoiler alert, <laughs> it, was, it taunted him and tormented him his entire life, much like Donald Trump does to Joe Biden and the Democrats. They've been trying to harpoon Donald Trump forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. And it just hasn't taken. He's been able to he's been able to to swim his way around and, and, sw- and smash them with that big tail of his, whatever. You know, I don't I don't really remember what happened to Moby Dick. All I remember is Captain Ahab was a tragic hero which means Moby Dick, I think, must have lived. Anyway, in this scenario, Donald Trump is the whale and Joe Biden is the dick. <laughs> Sorry. Joe Biden is the captain. And uh, and I don't, look, this indictment, this is the big indictment. The whole Stormy Daniels indictment, the um, the way that Alvin Bragg, fat Alvin Bragg in New York City, <laughs> the way that guy, you know, twisted and turned and, and well, you know, Ron DeSantis said it best, stretched the um, rule of law to try and trap Donald Trump in these indictments, the way he he uh, prosecuted a case or is prosecuting a case that nobody else would touch with a 10-foot pole only because he thought it would make him become this consequential character in American legal history or he'd be, you know, he'd be the guy that finally takes down Donald Trump and would be a hero of the left and that would catapult him to, to large new heights in his career. It would make him famous. It would make him uh, one of the, the cherished few and perhaps a, a, a candidate for a future cabinet position in a Democrat, you know, uh, well, cabinet. Uh, that's the only reason he decided to go after Donald Trump. Uh, then you had Jack Smith, the special prosecutor with the history of of going after conservatives, the history of, of anti-conservative bias, hand selected by Joe Biden and Merrick Garland and the DOJ to attack Donald Trump on this on this, these 37 counts of, uh, of uh, top secret document mishandling and, my favorite, violating the Espionage Act of 1917. Not a clerical dispute with the National Archives. Nope. Violating the Espionage Act of 1917. Uh, something that, that's, again, I think very difficult, very difficult to prove. Plus, the case against him with Eileen Cannon uh, being in Florida, the evidence all being top secret and classified. The uh, the time frame probably didn't fit within the parameters of of what they needed to happen, a la Donald Trump not being able to run for president. So now they've found something even bigger, something even more damaging, something that they feel they have a better shot at and something that will allow them to invoke the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution, claiming that anyone who has aided and abetted the enemies of the United States of America or has caused or sought to cause or has taken part in an insurrection or an overthrow of the government of the United States of America, that person cannot hold any office in the Senate or in the Congress or in the executive branch or be an officer of said government at all, ever, forever and ever. Amen. I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. You can check your original vaccine passport pocket constitution, by the way, if you uh, if you want to see the actual you want to see the actual verbiage. Um, but basically, that's what their that's what their end plan is. And as I was writing my uh, daily email blast this morning, it dawned on me that when you look at January 6th, when you look at the end game here. So. So. All right. So Donald Trump comes out and says, look, I am going to 
uh, fight this election because I won. I am going to let everybody know that I'm the winner of the election. Joe Biden cheated, uh, ballots tampering, this, that, the other. All of this is 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 a, a plot by Joe Biden and the Democrats to steal the election from me using COVID, using ballot harvesting, uh, using all this other stuff that all these late night dumps of ballots that we've seen all over the country, especially in those especially in those very precious and very important swing states in the Rust Belt. All of that led to January 6th. Donald Trump said, look, they're going to be certifying these ballots today at the Capitol building. I'm going to have a rally outside the White House. Come and show your support. They come to the White House, hundreds of thousands of people, busloads of them from all over to support their president, whom they believe is duly elected, whom they believe got the most votes. And he stands there and he tells them, look, this is what ha what's happening. We can't let it happen. We need to fight back. We're taking them to court, yada, yada, yada. And then he says, go to the Capitol now, or I know you're going to go to the Capitol now, and peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And then they go to the Capitol building. But what happens at the Capitol building? Is it peaceful? Sure. Is it patriotic? Yeah. Do they make their voices heard? Oh, yeah, their voices were really loud. Then, for some reason, somebody finds that the Capitol itself is accessible. Doors are opened. Police officers are standing there ushering people in. People start wandering around the Capitol. They start taking pictures, selfies with the very police officers that helped them get into the Capitol building. They start walking around the Hall of Statues. One guy picks up a podium. Then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. They start to, they start to clear the chambers. Once people are in the Capitol building, the police start freaking out. Glass is being broken. Ashley Babbitt gets shot and killed at the Capitol building. Meanwhile, the QAnon shaman who's wandering around looking for the Senate chamber so that he can go and talk to them, he can go and stop the certification process, is found by police. And he says to them something, again, I'm paraphrasing, hey, where's the Senate chamber? And the cops go, oh, come here with us, follow us. And they take him and there's a door and that, oh, this door is locked. Let me go, let's go find another way. And they take him and they, and they bring him around and they finally get him where he wants to go. The police, the Capitol police, the Capitol police who supposedly were there to stop insurrections and stop trespassing and stop, stop violent crimes against the uh, members of Congress. Those folks brought him right to the Senate chamber and he stood there and he prayed and he said, dear Lord, thank you so much for these police officers who brought me here to this seat of power so that we could stop this election from being stolen. And all of a sudden, with the police escorting the, uh, the, uh, the protesters into the inner sanctum of the Capitol building, with people being allowed inside the inner sanctum of the Capitol building, with folks outside the Capitol building seemingly wanting to raise a fuss, raise a ruckus, and get folks into the Capitol when most of them knew that it wasn't the thing to do or convincing them that they needed to get into the Capitol when many of them had no intention of doing that. Uh, and now fast forwarding to this time where Jack Smith is using January 6th after the committee held heard all the hearings after the committee did everything. Now they're outlining January 6th as a planned insurrection against the government that Donald Trump and his advisors not only knew about but allowed to happen and aided and abetted. And then, of course, afterward, Donald Trump, they claim, didn't do anything to stop it, which isn't true either. So it, it, this case is the best thing they have going because the only way to keep Donald Trump off the ballot in 2024 is with the 14th Amendment. The only way you can stop somebody 
from running for president in 20 or in 2024 or ever again is to make sure that they are charged and found guilty of citing an insurrection or an, or trying to overthrow the government. It's the only thing that's going to do it. The only he is totally uh, he, is, he meets every other branch of the uh, criteria. He's over 35. He's an American citizen. And uh, what's the other one? I think that's it. And then, yeah, he's over 35. He's an American citizen. And uh, right. Am I missing one? No, I think that's it. And he's resided in the United States for the last whatever, how many years. Um, and he also and he also not only has the support, but he has experience in the role, not to mention poll numbers that we haven't seen since, well, the last time he ran for president. So Donald Trump has to be stopped in the eyes of the left. And the only way to stop it is to find him guilty of causing an insurrection. And so thank God for the Democrats, there was an insurrection. Doesn't that just seem really convenient now? Now that you see the end game, now that you see how it's laying out, doesn't it just seem like, wow, it's almost like that insurrection had to happen or else the Democrats wouldn't be able to keep Donald Trump off the ballot in 2024. Huh. Maybe that's why Nancy Pelosi never called for the National Guard. Maybe that's why the police escorted people around the Capitol building. Maybe that's why there were people after Donald Trump said peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Maybe that's why there were people placed outside the Capitol building to encourage folks to go in. Maybe that's why they never released all of the security footage until Kevin McCarthy became Speaker of the House of Representatives. It's all starting to make a little bit of sense now. If you backtrack from your end goal, which is keeping Donald Trump from ever running for president again, then you've got to have an insurrection. And January 6th just seemed like, wow, the best way, the best way to guarantee that there was one. I'm not saying that's how it happened. I'm saying it's really, really convenient. It doesn't seem like dumb luck anymore. I mean, think about this. Uh, you know, if, if there were, if there were no crime violating the 14th Amendment, and there's only one or two cr or crimes that violate the 14th Amendment, then there's no way to keep anyone from running for president. So it had to happen this way. And it is happening this way. And the Democrats are in charge of every branch of government, of every agency that is involved in making sure this happens exactly the way it's supposed to happen. That's why this is the big one. That's why they believe this is the harpoon that will finally pierce the heart of their white whale. Now, the Republicans know this, too, and the Republicans are sounding off on it. We played you. I don't know if we played this yesterday on the podcast. I played this yesterday on the Mark K show. But Kevin McCarthy, a speaker of the House, said this. Well, I guess uh, under a Biden administration, Biden America, you'd expect this. If you notice recently, President Trump went up in the polls and was uh, actually surpassing President Biden for reelection. So what do they do now? Weaponize government to go after their number one opponent. It's time and time again. I think the American public is tired of this. They want to have see equal justice. And the idea that they utilize this to go after those who politically disagree with them is wrong. But that, that is yeah, that's great. And all. Uh, what are we going to do about it, though, is the question. We all know that they've been weaponizing the government against their political opponents for a long time. We all know that's exactly what their plan has been. We all know that's what they're doing. The question is, what are you doing? What are the Republicans going to do about it? What can they do about it? Matt Gates announced yesterday on his podcast that he is going to introduce legislation to defund the Jack Smith investigation. That's nice and all, but what's going to happen at the end of the day? Nothing's going to happen. They're not going to defund uh, Jack Smith. They're not going to be able to defund the, um, the uh, Department of Justice. They don't have the votes for that. They don't have the president for that. This needs to be stopped somehow. And the only way that I see it being stopped at this moment is if Merrick Garland is impeached 
even if he's impeached, I don't think he's going to be removed from office. Uh, if if there is some kind of shakeup at the Department of Justice or I mean, the other thing that has to happen is some judge somewhere has to look at this and say this is ridiculous and dismiss it. Is that going to happen? I don't think so either, because these federal judges, a lot of them are not fan. The left the left leaning judges are not fans of Donald Trump and the right leaning judges are afraid of looking like they are shills for Donald Trump if he appointed them, especially. That's what's happening with Aileen Cannon right now. They're pressuring her so much. They're they're threatening her. They're trying to make her feel like if she does anything positive for the, the uh, Donald Trump defense, even if it's the right thing to do, that she's going to be looked at as a bi as a uh, partisan hack who was put in place for by Donald Trump to protect him when he inevitably committed these crimes that they're now accusing him of committing. And and that's why it's a it's a really tough it's it's a really tough way for Donald Trump to get a fair shake in this trial, because either a the judge is liberal and doesn't like him or b the judge is Republican or one that he appointed. And they are scared of being uh, labeled a partisan hack. Section three, by the way, of the um, 14th Amendment, if you turn, if you have your original vaccine passport handy, your original vaccine passport pocket constitution, it's on page 38. But it reads, no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office civil or military under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath, uh, yada, 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 or as an executive or judicial officer to support the Constitution of the United States shall have emerged in insurrection. I'm sorry, have. Hold on, let me go back. Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress, by a vote of two thirds of each house, uh, can remove such disability. So. If Donald Trump is found guilty of insurrection after this indictment, which we believe will be handed down soon, um, then he can't run for president unless two thirds of each branch of government votes that he can. Never going to happen. Not going to happen. The Democrats control the uh, Senate and the Republicans of the House just aren't that good. So that's that's where we stand, folks. That's why this indictment is different than any other one. That's why this indictment is the one to watch. If Donald Trump is convicted of a crime and he goes to jail, he can still run for president and win. If Donald Trump's convicted of whatever it is they're they're charging him with in the Stormy Daniels case, this Espionage Act, all this other crap, it's a hiccup. Also, these are very slow moving cases. But if they can charge him with insurrection before the election, then he's got it. He's got no way, no recourse to stay on the ballot. And if he can't stay on the ballot, he can't win another term. And if he can't win another term, we're all totally screwed. Incidentally, if you would like a copy of the original vaccine passport pocket constitution for yourself, they're available at www.originalvaccinepassport.com. Uh, it's great. And I carry mine everywhere. It looks like a vaccine passport. If anyone says, where's your vaccine passport? You go, here you go, scumbag. Uh, but it's the Constitution of the United States of America, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, all in one handy dandy little pocket um, passport. And you can get yours right now by going to www.originalvaccinepassport.com. Thank you again for listening today. We're going to be following the story very closely because it's probably one of the most important stories we've ever covered, not just here, but on the Mark K Show, um, which airs again at noon Eastern, 11 Central. Also, fun fact, thank you so much for downloading this podcast because we continue to get more and more popular. We are now every single day in the top uh, 175 podcasts, uh, political podcasts. We're hoping to be in the top 174. So like this podcast, share this podcast, 
Give us a review. Reviews really help, too. That's what I've learned. I've learned that if you review this podcast uh, positively or negatively, then it actually helps us go up the charts and uh, it helps us get some more, um, you know, uh, like people are, are what, what am I calling? More exposure on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else. So if you if you like what you hear, if you listen every day, take a moment, please, um, to share your thoughts and feelings with everyone else, because we want to spread this word and this message to as many people as possible so that they can realize the truth and they can realize how important it is for us to fight every day and fight back against the left and make sure that the 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 constitutional conservatism and the the traditional values that our founding fathers put in this document and others remain safe for future generations. It's the only way that we're all going to save the republic.